had to message him on Instagram and ask him if he would come over and DJ my wedding reception. <laughs> Welcome to the Love Myself Podcast. I'm Brooke. I'm Carly. And we're super excited to have you this week. Um, this week is our first week that we have a guest. Woohoo! Woo! So we're super excited. Today I'm going to do the weekly update with just me, Brooke. We actually started recording a little bit earlier and we recorded for like just that 30 seconds and then whatever, we just had difficulties and Carly went off to yoga. So um, it's just going to be me. This past week has been okay. Uh, TMI, I had my period last week and so my hormones, you know, just a little out of control and I was just really stressed out. I ended up working from home. Well, I always work from home one day a week. I worked from home Wednesday, and then I went to work Thursday, left work early, worked from home, and then I worked from home again on Friday. I just wasn't feeling it. I don't know. I just couldn't focus at work, and I just wanted to be in comfy clothes. And then Friday, I went out to eat with my boyfriend, and when we got back, I just cried to him because I've just been stressed out about my finances and stuff after the holidays. It's just a little bit rough, as I bet some people can relate. But it was really good to talk it out. And so I hope that when you guys are stressed out that you have somebody to talk to. And if you don't, you can always message us. You know, I'm always happy to walk someone through it. <laughs> um, yeah, so last week I still kept up with my runs, even though I wasn't really feeling that great. Saturday, though, I was supposed to run six miles and I ended up going out. I only ran three and it was even kind of like I had to walk a couple times just for like 20 seconds because my muscles were just really sore. You know, I've been upping my mileage with the program. So, you know, I'm not doing it too much at once, I don't think, but it's just a lot more running. You know, I'm running four days a week and I was running like two, maybe three. And obviously the mileage has been going up. And I think that last week after the nine mile run, I probably should have done an ice bath or something. I don't know. I mean, I am definitely foam rolling. I got that massage gun I told you guys. So I really am focusing on recovery, but I guess I just have to adapt to the mileage because um, I'm not used to running so much. But yeah, so I ran the three miles Saturday and then Saturday night I ended up going to Hoboken and I went to visit Carly and our friends who live there. Also our friend that's been in Buffalo, she came home. So we just had a girls wine night. It was a lot of fun. We just danced and sang and just hung out even though, you know, we still act like we did in high school. Our, you know, our hangouts are still the same. But then I slept at my one friend's place. We woke up early well, I guess early Sunday morning at like eight, we went for a run around Hoboken along the Hudson River. So you get to see Manhattan. And so that was really nice. I always, I just love running there. It's so nice there. When I was in college, I went to Montclair State, which is in New Jersey. And I remember a few times my friends and I in college, we would just go to Hoboken and walk along the, you know, the pier and whatever. And it's just so nice there. But anyway, so I got the six miles in was my point. <laughs> so I ended up making up the three miles I missed on Sunday and I ran with my friend, which is just so much fun. Um, yeah. And then we ended up going into Manhattan. We went to brunch with a lot of our high school friends. We also keep in touch and they all live you know, around that area, Hoboken, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Staten Island. So we all hung out and that was nice. And then I just headed back and hung out with my boyfriend the rest of Sunday. So yeah, right now I'm recording. It is Monday night and I'm so sorry that we're uploading so late. It's just been a lot. Me and Carly are really trying to get ourselves on a schedule. And so, um, you know, thank you for the people that are listening. I'm sorry that we're, you know, and we are getting this up on Monday, so I'm still considering it being consistent, but we are going to do a little bit better. Hopefully next week, everything will be up Monday morning. Um, so you can listen on your drives Monday morning, but today was my day off. So that was really nice. I just came home and I'm just relaxing, watching the bachelor. It's on pause right now so I can record this. But if anyone is a bachelor fan, I am too. Who's your favorite? I don't really know. I like Victoria P. I like her Hannah Ann. Hey, I don't know there, you know, I'm not sure. So let me know what you guys think. And yeah, that's really it. So I'll, you know, roll right into the intro. 
Today on the Love Myself podcast, we have a good friend of mine. She's known on Instagram as the gluten-free babe. Her Insta bio describes herself as a gluten-free plant mom and home cook. She's also a makeup artist who's worked New York Fashion Week. She just got engaged and bought a house. Welcome to the Love Myself podcast, Nicole Piggott. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're so happy to have you here. I'm very, very excited to be part of a podcast. It's been a hot second since I've done a podcast. Oh, yeah? That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I used to have a podcast called Wing It, and then I decided to stop winging things and (laughs) stop that podcast. Nice. Well, um, I wanted to start off just asking you kind of like, how you got to where you are now because you have you've done so many things I mean Brooke just mentioned like you know the makeup artist situation and and obviously that's a huge part of what you've done for the last couple years but also you know the the food blog now so like if you want to just give like your life story real quick (laughs) yeah I mean so I think it all boils down to my very Italian mother um I was raised in a way that basically my parents always said to me, you know, you have to be well-rounded. If you don't, you know, put your hand in many pots, you know, you're never going to be successful and you're never going to get into college because let's face it, Nicole, you're not a mathematician. And they were very (laughs) correct. So um, I started getting into the arts and volunteering and, you know, having that Italian mother, I learned to cook. And then, you know, I went to college for music, which is where I met Brooke's sister and um, who happens to be my best friend. I love her. And um, <laughs> at that time, um, I started having some like gastrointestinal issues. Right. Um, and at first in college, they had called it GERD. So basically like severe acid reflux. So I had to watch what I was eating there. And all while this was happening, I was doing makeup um, for the school magazine as well as uh, New York Fashion Week. But that's a whole other thing, like a whole separate yeah. entity. Uh, it's like two separate storylines. Wow. And um Soon after that, I was taking my volleyball course for Montclair State. Shout out Red Hawks. Nice. And I had a tank top on. Go Red Hawks. I had a tank top on and I went to the emergency center at Montclair for my ankle. And the doctor looked at me and said, hey, do you know you have a gluten allergy? And I said, (laughs) excuse me? And she said, yeah, you have this like crazy rash that we normally see in people who have celiac disease. Does your stomach bother you? And I said, why, yes. If it's not water, it hurts. Wow. Yeah. So it was crazy. And then I wound up going to a doctor and I officially got my celiac diagnosis about six months ago. Um, But I have been about a full year and a half without ingesting gluten on purpose. Um, I used to kind of be like the people who are lactose intolerant and suffer through it and get the farts. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, I was I like, <laughs> I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, but while all of that was happening, um, I did do makeup. I started when I was 16 years old doing my friend's prom makeup. And thank you very much to all my friends who stuck with me through that because that was a look. And um, from there, I started assisting on shoots and I started assisting for a shoot that was submitted to Vogue Italia. And wow. then... Yeah. And then I started doing weddings. I did six seasons in New York Fashion Week, one season in Jersey. Um, I consulted for Miami and LA. So it was a pretty, it's been a pretty busy time. We don't really like to sleep in this household. So. And you're still so (laughs) young, right? Were you 25? I'm 20. I'm 26. And I also work a full nine to five job as well. Wow. Unbelievable. Like also for a hot sec, like I've never heard of like celiac disease being diagnosed like that. That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was definitely wild. And I first first started like I guess three years ago, the gluten free quote unquote community. It was definitely not where it is now. No. I mean, I was paying like sixteen dollars for a loaf of bread that tasted like cardboard, or like yeah. could only make sandwiches on rice cakes, and like chicken cutlets don't really go too well with rice cakes. And yeah, it was it was it was it was sad to say the least, but. <laughs> Slowly and surely, I learned like with celiac disease, when your body takes in that gluten, it actually damages your intestines, which is where the pain comes from. But um, luckily, my home um, is gluten-free. I have a fantastic fiance who's very supportive. We're actually both currently doing Whole30. They say you're not actually on Whole30 unless you tell someone you're on Whole30. (laughs) So this is me telling you. (laughs) Thank you. It's been been how many days? 10 days, and I'm actually like doing okay. I just like shout things on this podcast like I'm vegan I'm (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just not like it's it's fine just throw it out there yeah no uh yeah we're currently doing whole 30 for the new year's which you know is 
good for people who are gluten-free because you're obviously not having those carbs. But it is a gluten-free household. I think there's been a pizza, like a regular pizza in my house maybe twice and I had to like sit in a different room because it smelled really good. But yeah, it's 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 a busy, busy time. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say the good thing I think about gluten-free and I mean, I've had your food and I know that you're a great cook and I, Thank you, you. you wouldn't even know with a lot of things. Like when I went to your party that you had recently, um, your engagement party, you had chicken and waffles. Yeah. Free waffles, right? Ooh, like that's yeah. amazing. It was. It was Vans gluten-free waffles. So basically what I like to do is I'll go on Pinterest and I'll look up, you know, party foods or foods for, you know, I won't go just straight to the gluten-free thing because you're going to get like a lot of like kale salads or like (laughs) boiled chicken. And like, that's not what I'm trying to do, especially with the gluten-free babe. I'm trying to show people that you can cook food that is still delicious. And obviously, you know, with the new time of the year it is, you know, new year, new me, new gym thing. I'm trying to show that it can also be healthy as well. And I love chicken and waffles. I haven't had chicken and waffles in years. Um, every time Dave and I go up to Connecticut, he gets this massive like chicken and waffles where like the bacons and the waffle and like oh. it's delicious looking. And I'm like, yeah. here's me and my sad grilled chicken for breakfast. Yeah. And so I was <laughs> I like, that. I was I bought Mike's hot honey off the internet because the internet told me to. And I was like, you know what? We're going to do this. And I did it. And it was like, I think Brooke's right. It was like the most eaten thing at the party. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so I guess is that like – what you do is you normally go after maybe recipes that just like look good and then you do all the gluten replacements and you don't always look for gluten-free because you get like really bland stuff. Is that how you usually go about that? Yeah, definitely. So if I'm not buying it from a store, if I'm making it myself, like my chicken cutlet recipe is my mom's recipe. And um, basically I've learned to sub things out. I've learned what's safe and what isn't safe. Bob's Red Mill one for one is like a savior and a half. It's the blue gluten-free bag. It's the only one that doesn't come out like gummy or like weird. And xanthan gum is really cool, but that does make stuff gummy if you use too much. So it's all kind of like this weird science kind of guessing game because I know everyone's always like baking's a science and then gluten's like hold my beer. I got this. <laughs> so it's it's definitely, it's been a trial and error period. And I think especially with these parties, I'm trying to show, you know, Dave's friends who may not necessarily, you know, they're the sweetest people, but they may not necessarily have been introduced to the allergen community before. So I'm trying to show them like, hey, I'm still fun. My yeah. food is good. And I feel like I totally get that. I feel like um, currently gluten-free is also kind of looked at as like a typical diet, which is so weird because it's like, meant for people who have issues but some people just literally go gluten-free because they think they'll be healthy and lose weight which is fine but I think that gives it the misconception of like oh if that's gluten-free it's not gonna taste good you know so that's that's kind of like annoying right? uh, absolutely and it kind of screws me a little bit when I go out to eat um because there are these people who think you know gluten-free is a fad diet especially if you look at the entire city of Los Angeles no offense <laughs> they, it's it's everyone either is you know on this keto diet or whole 30 or whatever so they go to these restaurants and they're like oh no gluten for me and it's like yeah well okay but then the waiters don't take us seriously because they'll turn around and say well is it an allergy or is it a preference and it's like no man like technically gluten isn't an allergy it's it's a high intolerance um but you have to use the word allergy when you're out because for some reason allergy is the only thing that kind of hits people in the face but yeah yeah, so many people are on this like gluten-free fat and it's like awesome because there's so many new products coming out but the thing with gluten-free products that you have to watch is there's a ton of added sugar yeah 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 because the thing too is i feel like when people fall into this like well if i eat gluten-free i'm gonna be great like it's gonna be fine and they don't consider all those other factors and they don't lose the weight but like i don't know gluten-free gluten diet is just weird because it is like very much an allergy and an issue for people but some people I feel like have taken it on as like is the same thing as like I'm gonna go vegan or I'm gonna go like low carb it's it's, it's interesting it's weird yeah absolutely you hear a lot of people always being like oh like I'm gonna eat gluten-free and I'm gonna lose weight and then a lot of times in these like quote-unquote gluten-free support groups that you see on Facebook people are like wait a second like I went gluten-free and I gained like 40 pounds. What yeah, is happening? I was going to say, like some, like you can get gluten-free cupcakes. Like you could definitely oh, still yeah. gain weight eating all those cupcakes. Yeah, those gluten-free <laughs> mini cupcakes from Trader Joe's are where it's at. Ooh, Trader Joe's uh, has a lot of gluten-free products. I love Trader Joe's. Me too. Trader Joe's is probably, well, was my 
store of choice when I was living at my parents' house. Unfortunately, I don't have a Trader Joe's up here. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 depressing, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's well, luckily up here, I live in the middle of like farm country, New Jersey. So yeah. because of that, whenever it's a crop or a growing season, we have a farmer's market about two blocks from my house. Awesome. So we kind of are just able to walk up there, even though I drive up there. And we take our little, you know, our reusable tote bags and our reusable nice. clothes. Yeah. We're trying to be a little bit greener here. Um, we like the turtles uh, yeah. in true Visco girl, you know, fashion. <laughs> Dave is the biggest Visco girl I know. So. Is he really? He is. He loves his reusable straws, and we both have like reusable water bottles. We just bought reusable Ziploc bags. So I mean, and I feel if like you listen closely, like, all boys everywhere, just like the big sweatshirts, the big t-shirts. So, yeah, I mean, I'm the one with the bigger sweatshirts of the pair, but for the most part, like he will occasionally throw on my sweatshirt, and like I think if you listen carefully, you can hear him going in my living room right now. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, but I also know part of your blog is not only like posting recipes and things like that, but you also review a lot of places and you do a lot of traveling. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So yeah, I do like to restaurant review. And the thing with restaurant reviewing with celiac disease is it's kind of like Russian roulette because you never really know if you're going to end up with this tummy ache later. Um, yeah. I tend to end up with what I call tum-tum aches quite often. I think yeah. if I give them a cuter name, they hurt less. Um, but when it comes down to it, it's that intestine like breaking down. So I try to just give it like a cute fluffy name and it's fine. But I do like to review restaurants. I think that going out to eat is super fun. I think that trying to find places that, you know, my fellow celiacs or fellow gluten intolerant humans have is, is important. You know, I used to travel a lot for work. Um, it's gone all the time for the most part. Um, Loved that job, a lot of traveling. And because of that, I got to experience a lot of different cuisines. And I think that's where I really picked up my love for Mexican food and like authentic Mexican cooking. So that's a very big part of me as well. But out here, we have a restaurant called, uh, I think it's Mama's Cafe Bachi. And Ooh. they also have a wedding venue. Unfortunately, the wedding venue is not what we're looking for, but they do. Um, I mean, they have like gluten-free mozzarella sticks and like gluten-free cannoli. Like I was like, I haven't had a cannoli in like three years before this. And the poor waitress comes over and I'm sobbing into this cannoli. And she's like, oh my God, are you okay? I was like, it's so <laughs> good like i'm sorry i'm having a spiritual experience like please yeah like i'm so sorry that i'm sobbing into this cannoli at 11 a.m but like it's really delicious but you don't even know (laughs) no and the other thing with like eating out a lot and like reviewing these restaurants is it kind of inspires you for what you can cook when you get home i mean i think it's really important that when you go to these different places and you experience these different cuisines and you get to meet these different chefs and these different people who are kind of on all different walks of life you get to take that home with you and kind of like you leave a little piece of you there and like you kind of take a bigger chunk of them back so i think that's also really important it probably makes you definitely a lot more creative because i feel like when you first like if, you know, you, you do find out, you know, you do have this intolerance. I feel like at first you're bummed, but then it like opens up this world of like, okay, we can get really creative. And I think going out to eat can actually help kind of inspire that because like you said, like learning that Mexican food can be made gluten-free and is cannolis and things like that. It's, you just kind of have to think differently. And I think people kind of get a little upset at first and don't think that they could still enjoy all the things that they used to or that they thought they used to, I guess. I mean, it feels like your world is ending when you hear the words that you have celiac disease back oh, you know, three years ago. It's like, yeah, I mean, pasta, I chicken cutlets, you know, living so close to Sorrentos and Calandras, and it's like, what yeah, am no, I gonna do? An Italian mother, she, you know, was she upset she couldn't cook for you anymore? <laughs> oh my god, the disappointment! It was, right. I brought shame to <laughs> the family name. Be celiac. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's great. She's also like very probably the best cook on earth so she immediately just went into okay well what can we substitute you know she's like making her own rice flour in the food processor oh that's awesome oh she's fantastic and you know i think she kind of passed the torch on to me when i made gluten-free cannolis this year for christmas and Mm. it's it's kind of like like you were saying you know you do go to these places and after you find this out and you have to be so 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 careful but there's a great place in um montclair called taqueria 
uh, Eat Talk area. They have a few locations, actually. They do. I think they just opened one in Morristown as well. But they have this like vegan Brussels sprout taco. And it's like, I would have never in a thousand years thought to put Brussels sprouts on a taco or like get a vegan Chipotle cream going. But now I looked up how to make vegan cream and now I know how. It's amazing. I remember... um, I went when I was in Philly. I was living in Philly like a year ago. We went to Dollar Tacos, and this place had these like Korean vegan like tacos, and all the guys were getting like steak and and chicken. And I was like, I'm just gonna try this vegan taco, whatever. Who cares? And it was yeah. the best one out of all of them, without a doubt. I always say that I'm pretty sure that that vegan Brussels sprouts taco is the best thing they sell on that menu, mainly because I'm a very very picky eater. So I don't like mayo. I don't like sour cream or anything yeah. like that. As Brooke can attest that I tried to make her go home with a container of sour cream the other night. <laughs> and <laughs> that's a very true that's a very true story. Brooke, just take the sour cream. Did you go home with it, it's, Brooke? No, no, it's still I in my fridge. Cheese, though. She gave me cheese. I'll take it. I love sour cream. Carly, I will ship you the sour cream. But <laughs> <laughs> either way, it's like I don't usually like aiolis because they're mayo-based. Yeah. And I think that mayo tastes like poo-poo. So the fact that it's a vegan-based aioli i know that there's no mayo in it so for me i now know that it's like soaked cashews with like a little bit of oat milk and like some chipotles and like some chili powder and now i keep it in my fridge because i think it's like the most delicious thing that you could put on anything but i mean who would have thought to put a brussels sprout on a taco and the other thing is you know if you really want to challenge yourself as like a quote-unquote home cook or like a chef uh do whole 30 because (laughs) that limits you to like we have eaten so many sweet potatoes in the past 10 days. Oh, yeah. Well, so for our audience, we talked about diets before, but I don't think we dove super deep into Whole30. So for everyone, like, listening, because I don't I don't even know if I – I think I know what Whole30 is, but if it's, you're just like, just like about it. basically everything from the earth. Yeah, like- so you're it's, it's kind of like keto without the fat. It's – you're doing no processed food, so no added sugar, no legumes, including peanuts, which was a hard time for us at first because we are big – Nope. Big, nope. But I did learn I could really mess up a container of almond butter. Um, oh, almond <laughs> like, butter is so good. That yeah. I, Actually, I just – I went to um, – in Philly, I went to the Love Park. They had like a – you know, a market set up for the holidays and I bought this almond butter and a peanut butter and the almond butter is cinnamon almond butter and I had it with an apple. So it's like apple cinnamon and it's incredible. Bro, you should have added honey. You add honey to that and you just like drop that. It's amazing. That's a lot of sugar, man. You know? Yeah, that's, that's one thing. You can't have honey on Whole30. And it's like, I usually sit on my sofa after work, which is very stressful, and eat like a piece of chocolate or something. So my body's like, hey, dessert time, let's go. And yeah. recently, the other night, I was like, well, I don't want to watch live PD without eating a fun snack. So yeah. I threw apples, like fresh apple slices from a Granny Smith apple into my air fryer for like eight minutes on 400. They got kind of like apple pie like tossed them in some cinnamon put some fresh walnuts and almonds on top and a little bit of almond butter chef's kiss delicious try Whoa. it out <laughs> life-changing wow yeah See, my that's the thing like i feel like sometimes i'm like oh i can't have honey and apples i hate my life i'm just gonna sit here and drink water like <laughs> you really have to think about you know what you can throw together and sometimes it's hit or miss like have you ever had one where you like tried a recipe and just absolutely failed you were like i'm gonna make this because for me i tried to make vegan mac and cheese once and i tried to make the cheese out of like uh cashews and it tasted like shit and oh yeah have, have you ever had one of those like situations yeah i meant to make um i guess this was before whole 30 i went to make like homemade vegan doritos i guess Ooh. Yes. In theory, sounds so good. Nutritional yeast. And everyone's like, oh, nutritional yeast tastes like cheddar cheese. It's great. Everyone says that, yeah. Nutritional yeast tastes like dust. Really? Yeah, it's like dust with a little bit of mildew. And but the problem is the majority of this quote unquote cheese powder is nutritional yeast. And that is just like a taste that you cannot get out of your mouth once that is in there. It is not I, I guess the vegans are doing it right, but like Trader Joe's was not doing it right that time. So no. I've definitely, I've definitely had those times where it's like, oops. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I after that. So I had made um, vegan gordita crunch, which was really good. I saw the recipe on Pinterest. I was like, 
I used to love this at Taco Bell when I was like nine. I haven't had Taco Bell in like 11 years, let's be honest. Um, but I, and then I remember, I'm like, oh, that went so well. It was like, it was amazing. It was so good. I, because I, I, the sauce was made out of cashews. I was like, I'm, I'm a boss at this. I could do this. So then I saw vegan mac and cheese with the same like cashew based sauce. I was like, let's go. And it was horrible. I just don't understand. So I think, I think that's another thing too, is like when you're trying to do, a life transition like this, like understanding that, you know, all your recipes off Pinterest aren't going to be amazing. Well, that's like the Pinterest versus real life, you know, it's never going to look the same. Yeah. I mean, my kitchen (laughs) definitely is a little like nailed it occasionally. Like it's, it's occasionally like that was in like the other night I drank maybe one too many wines while I was doing holiday baking. And I thought I was using the one fourth uh, cup scoop and I was using the half scoop. Mm. And I put double the amount of flour in these Russian tea cookies. And I tried one and I was like, this is the worst thing I've put in my body. Why does this taste disgusting? And then I was like, oh, Nicole, because you're a moron and you put the wrong one in. So there's definitely times where that happens or like I try brain recipes and it's just like brain. That was a bad move. Yeah. Well, one thing I did see on your Instagram that I felt like was a great move. You made a gluten free Twix bar. Oh, oh gosh. No. Oh yes, that I did. Amazing. And I'm I want that the next time I see you. <laughs> yes. Um I can definitely do that for you. Um the shortbread was basically just like someone's like it was like my grandma's shortbread recipe on Pinterest. And I did it with the one for one flour. It was totally fine. I went to Target and let it cool and then uh, Kraft makes these little like unwrapped caramel ball things because let's be honest, ra- unwrapping the caramel is like the worst part of anything. Yeah. <laughs> so these are these little ball things and you just throw them in a cup, a little bit of heavy cream, pour that on top. You let it kind of like cool down into it. I didn't let it cool. So they just stayed gooey and then and a little dark chocolate. That sounds amazing. I'm dying right now. <laughs> yeah. T- everyone always jokes around. Like, everyone's like, oh, Dave, like, you losing weight because you, like, moved out? And Dave's like, no, like, I gained a lot of weight. <laughs> Which he didn't, but, like, in theory, because he's eating really well. So. Mm. Well, I saw him. What was he? Oh, he was eating pure vanilla the other night. How did that go? Ah! That was so <laughs> funny. I saw that on your story. Oh, we're blowing his <laughs> we're blowing his spot up. Yes. Yeah, so basically, Dave saw on the internet because he's um going through like kind of like a sugar withdrawal with Whole30 more than oh, I yeah. am. Okay. Um, and he saw, he was like, "Hey, I saw on the internet you could put." vanilla extract in your coffee and it tastes like a french vanilla coffee and i was talking to stephanie about it and i was like dude i'm just gonna let him drink the vanilla like he has to learn like (laughs) this is not me being like a mean fiance like if i tell him like david no you don't want to do that he's gonna be like but i'm gonna try so i was like you know what ma'am yeah here's the vanilla let me take out the camera because we put all of his good moments on the camera and he just he was like this is this is the worst thing (laughs) it was not good but oh my god that's that's so funny well yeah because i was watching this video and i'm like does he know that like (laughs) Mm -mm. no he was like it tastes like i'm licking a candle i was like yeah that's that's pretty (laughs) much essentially it because everyone thinks that you know vanilla extract or cinnamon powder tastes great and then you lick it and it's like ooh, that's not right yeah Uh, that's so funny but speaking of your fiance do you want to talk to us about him you know your engagement I know you guys got engaged when you were where were you we were in Rockport he is an angel he is just like and that's not even me like I know girls all the time are like oh my other half is like an angel but like this kid is actually Brooke has met him like he is the sweetest kid on earth um I say kid he's 30 um we met on tinder um our two-year anniversary is in like two weeks oh congrats congrats. thank you yeah and it's one of those things where it's kind of like you know you know and with him I definitely knew and he's absolutely my other half and my best friend and he is hilarious anyone who meets Dave is always like he's so quiet and I'm like all right I I can tell from the snapchats that you send he's he seems quiet but I feel like it's like the funny quirky quiet where like the one thing they say is like the funniest thing you've heard all night. Oh, absolutely. He yeah. we drank probably more than we should have on uh, New Year's because we knew that whole 30 was starting the wor- the next oh. day which was like the worst plan. <laughs> right. And he decided he wanted to see if he could fit in a tiny Amazon box. Like he's just <laughs> he's a funny guy. Like he is absolutely the kindest person. We were at Easter dinner and 
what was it? I guess, you know, whenever Easter was, Nicole, duh. And <laughs> he, like, saw this adorable couple and, like, he, like, paid for their meal because he's the sweetest guy. He's just, like, a genuinely good human being. And I'm so excited to spend the rest of my life with him. He okay. proposed to me in my favorite place on earth in Rockport, Massachusetts by Motif One. I actually turned around to take a picture of the building. There's a sign and it says, like, this building burned down. And I was like, yeah, fire, cool. <laughs> And um, I turned around. Yes. But it's, it's, it's actually pretty cool because, you know, the community came together to rebuild Motif One and it's the most photographed building in America. Oh, wow. And I turn I around. It's the cutest little red building. I'm actually looking at a little statue of it on my desk. And I, I turned around and he asked me if I would marry him and I sobbed and he said, is that a yes? And I said, yes. <laughs> so now we are. We are hardcore in wedding planning mode currently. Oh, that's interesting. What's that like? Ooh, I had a my first wedding stress dream last night. Ooh. Uh, it was I had a dream that um, we got to our reception, which looks like it was in a strip mall, and I forgot to book a DJ. So then I had to message my this like ex-kid I used to talk to who anyone who knows me knows who I'm talking about I had to message him on Instagram and ask him if he would come over and DJ my wedding reception (laughs) and I like woke up sweating I was like no 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 we're gonna email some DJs today oh my goodness that's so funny you know I would just sing for you perfect thank you very much yeah no worries yeah I woke up and Dave was like, are you okay? I was like, no, I'm not. But it's good. We're looking at our first venue on Tuesday, and then we have another one we're looking at on uh, Saturday. So it's been uh, – it's a lot of fun. My biggest issue, again, is trying to find someone who can cater to food because right. I don't I don't want to poop my pants on my wedding day, like, to be yeah. quite frank. Like, there's, there's no stopping that. So. You have to find someone you trust as much as yourself because Lord knows you're not making that freaking food. <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> everyone – your own wedding. Could <laughs> you imagine? Everyone's always like, oh, well, just, like, take, like, four modium and you'll be fine. And it's like, nah, fam, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. On my wedding day? I don't want to be dealing with that. Like, yeah. I don't – yeah, I don't really want to, like, have to worry about the fact if, like, I'm gonna, n- no kidding, poop in my wedding dress, as I've now said poop more times than I'm sure any of you have on the podcast. <laughs> you know podcast. what? I love it's it. All right. Being real. Being real. That's something you said. Yeah. I know you posted on the Gluten-Free Babe 2020. You were being real. Yeah, sure. that was that was probably the day that I posted that I had the whole 30 farts on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, no one tells you when you go to eat vegetables that, like, when you take everything out, like, you're just eating vegetables. Like, you're gonna fart. It's gonna happen. And you know what? It's 2020. Like, no more of this girls don't poop thing. Like, girls poop, and we poop a lot when we're on Whole30. And that's my (laughs) final answer. Honestly, that's – you only – if you're not pooping every day, you don't – that's not healthy. I mean – I feel like I, so I eat a lot more vegetables now that I'm like running because I'm like okay I need like vitamins and fuel like we don't want to drop dead on you know the nine mile run situation correct would happen however you're correct in that eating the vegetables makes your bowels all crazy and oh, you're yeah. like mid run and you're like what if I have to poop and that happens. Happens. honestly it's like I'm probably the world's like biggest stockholder in poopery right now um <laughs> yeah. oh, that stuff is great dude Bro. If you don't like poopery, sponsor this episode. Like it is so good, unreal, like, unreal. Especially because at my job, the bathroom is in the like the lobby area, and like oh it's a one thing, and like people just they know when you're going. And I'm like, I feel like like the seven year old dude I work with knows I'm going in to take a poop, and it like gets, it gets rid of so much social anxiety. Oh yeah, oh poop anxiety is real, man. Oh, I agree. No, I no you. you we've hit a realm that is just so relatable that I hope, you know, it's like, you know, it's just the worst when I'm in the stall and then someone else comes in and then there's, we're at a stalemate, you know, like no one wants to drop the first one. Like the standoff. You got to time the flush. Uh, Yeah. The courtesy flush. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the like mid poop, like as it's hitting the water. Yeah. How many times are you going to call the courtesy? It's called the courtesy flush. Would you rather look like an idiot for flushing five times or I just get up and leave. I'm like, you know what, I'll do my business later. Or sometimes if I you know, sometimes I just let it out. Just depends on the day. You know, you gotta feel of the you know, 
But you I also feel like if you hyped yourself up in your head, like you could drop anything next to somebody. And uh, I don't know about that. But <laughs> right, well, I this mean, this is going on a little bit. What would, what would you do if like you were in the stall with somebody, you heard a huge drop, and you and they just went, oh, like so. <laughs> this is an incredibly embarrassing story that I said I was never going to live up to, but I will. I'm here for it. Um, when I worked at my last job, which I will not name, um, there was a restroom in the basement by the warehouse and like it was an unspoken rule that like that was the poop bathroom however it was in a basement so it had no cell service or wi-fi service so like when you went in there it was like a one two three you're in and out okay so every time when you're in like i wouldn't take my phone with me because obviously you know there's no service so i didn't really know what time it was the warehouse came out on a break and like obviously i'm in the restroom you know doing my thing and like i'm now at what i think is a poop standoff which is where you have to poop and someone else has to poop and you're standing off to see who's gonna poop yeah yeah, yeah. and this woman next to me just like rips the loudest fart i've ever heard And I, like an asshole, started laughing. Oh, no. Like, audibly, I was like, ha, 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 like, cackling because this woman is, like, shredding it up next to me. I thought you were going to say, like, you challenged her. Like, no. you that one rip right after. Like, that would have been. <laughs> it, gets, it gets worse. So she, I hear her say in Spanish, like, what what an asshole. And I'm like, because I, I understand what she's saying. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. And then I hear her go outside and they're on break for, like, 35 minutes. So I'm stuck in this bathroom for oh, 35 no. minutes no. because I can't go outside because she'll know it's me. <laughs> And that's the story of the time I was in the bathroom for 65 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, my you boss thought I was yourself. dead. My boss was like, are you good? I was like, yeah, celiac disease. <laughs> Sorry, bye. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, so I know you aren't doing it so much anymore, but I kind of want to talk about your time as a makeup artist. How did you um, get into that? And then I'm just a little bit curious the person in me that's never been to New York Fashion Week what it you know what is that like as a makeup artist Same. yeah definitely so I started doing makeup because if I'm being quite transparent I was a super weird kid in high school um, as we all were you know. I was um, a music <laughs> nerd and a theater geek and I was yeah. I thought I was at the time where I thought being dumb was cute Mm. and so I would just had nothing going for me and so I was like you know what like I go to school with like all these girls who are like models and designers like I don't know if you know who Danielle Guzio is but like she came out of my high school like come yeah because her designs are on like the Hadids and like Kylie Jenner yeah she's she's sick she's killing it and it's like she came out of so like that's the level of talent coming out of this high school and I'm like I gotta do something with my life because this is not gonna work where we're at so I started my mom brought me to Mac and she got me three eyeshadows and a gel pencil. I will never forget the shades. And I used to like put that on my eyes and like the liner looked like a triangle and it was bad. But then I found Crispy on YouTube. She's a makeup artist Mm -hmm. and I would just like watch her videos and watch her videos and I would just practice and practice. I got better. And then finally one of my friends let me do their prom makeup and then another one let me do it. And then another one let me do it. And then someone was like, hey, my friend's a makeup artist. You want to assist on the shoot? And I was like, yeah, cool, sure. And before you know it, you just start kind of spinning more into, you know, doing more shoots and this and that and skipping classes to go do shoots and like skipping classes to the point where you almost drop out, but you're doing shoots. So it's okay. And it was, it was pretty, sorry, mom. It was pretty cool. (laughs) So we, I did a lot of editorial shoot. I did a lot of work with private design labels. Um, I did a very like not safe for work shoot once where like the dudes like butt cheeks were out and like there was whips and stuff and it was pretty weird, but it was, it was a really fun shoot and those pictures came back really cool. But you see a lot of stuff when you're a makeup artist and it, it kind of makes you grow as a person pretty quickly because 18 year old Nicole would have been like, Oh my God, that's a butt cheek. But yeah. you kind of learn to be a professional as quickly as you can. And you know, you learn sometimes that you got to powder a butt cheek and keep it moving. Yeah, because yeah. I heard like Fashion Week literally is just like everyone's naked backstage and it's just like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, that's a penis. Hello. Good morning, <laughs> sir. Oh. No, is that your vagina? Okay. So like it's not just like one person has something on and the other person. Like it's it, everyone is naked and everyone yeah. is walking around and no one is like batting an eye. Like no one's being yeah. creepy about it. Like no it's just like being professional. Yeah. yeah it, it's literally like it's you. There's an understanding rule that like you don't use your Snapchat or anything backstage because, yeah. you know, obviously nude humans. But 
it's pretty cool. It's very quick. You learn to do models as quick as you can. Um, at one point, I had gotten down a full face of makeup in like 22 minutes. Wow. Like clean. Yeah. Now when I do brides, it takes me about 75 minutes because wow. I'm careful. But if I have to, I can kind of kick back into that and do it. Yeah. That's but, cool. Though. That's like such a good skill to have because it's like that's experience that people are dying to get. And meanwhile, you know, you can be versatile. You could do both. You know, that's like really cool. Yeah. And I think that there's one thing that always kind of used to frustrate me about the beauty community. Obviously, it's on fire right now. But yeah. other than that, I mean – a lot of newcomers, quote unquote, who are coming to the industry don't realize that you have to do your due time making no money. Oh, you know, yeah. you're going in, you're doing shoots, you're using your own product. You are taking an L for this, but you are getting the most beautiful prints. And then after, you know, about six or seven years, you get to say, hey, I'm going to start charging. I'm going to start charging $25 a face. I'm going to start charging $40 a face. So the problem is with these newcomers coming in and saying, I'm going to charge $100 a face. It's like, all right, well, someone like me who's been doing this for, you know, 10 years, I've had how many seasons in New York Fashion Week under my belt? It makes us look bad when we're charging, you know, $150. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of the the downside of it. But mm-hmm. the beauty industry is a really fun place. At first, it was very accepting and very kind of like, you get to do whatever you want. I mean, you have men in makeup now which i think is the coolest thing on earth i mean they're more talented than i am if you Uh go on twitter oh my god oh my god yeah i follow so many people on like youtube and instagram who are like these really young guys and they're so beautiful oh yeah yeah there's one there's one guy that i follow on twitter his name is like bearded and beautiful his name's nick and like the dude is cut it's crazy, but he uses his abs as like little like swatching things. It's like <laughs> the coolest thing. And him and his boyfriend are the cutest people ever. And he has dogs. And like, I like follow. It's like social media has made it, especially in the beauty community. It's like, we get to know these people. Like yeah. we get to think that they're like, kind of like our internet friends. And you know, I have internet friends. I love my internet, met fr- my internet friends. <laughs> my, my mouth is not working today, but yeah. That's cool. Is that something like, I know, well, obviously you, kind of are now in full force doing the gluten-free bathe and it's like seems like that's your your focus for now but are you still like doing makeup stuff and are you gonna kind of keep doing it like what's kind of what's going on with that yeah so I do have one wedding booked for um 2020 so far um I'm open to taking more however my wedding is my biggest focus right now um between my wedding and the gluten-free babe I am kind of stacked up a little bit yeah um but i am looking to get back into youtube sometime in the next month or two so obviously for that i will be you know beating the face and cake in the face and yeah making it look good on a daily basis i don't really wear makeup too much um but i you know obviously i would like to get back into it i know that i have one photo shoot coming up that i'm actually gonna shoot myself as well i do some minor photography as well when i'm not doing 800 other things Jack of all trades over here. (laughs) Well, welcome to me telling mom, telling her to do everything. Honestly, it's like I played a sport in high school. I did theater. It's like I just was always But that's so cool because I feel like right now people, or at least it's just this talk amongst young people of like, I have to find that one thing that I'm passionate about, like that one thing that I love that I'll do forever. But like, why not just do everything that you think is interesting and just do it and, and do it publicly? That's the, the one of the coolest things I think, you know, obviously I know you through Brooke, through Stephanie, so we're friends and we're great internet friends and, and whatever. But but I think the coolest thing was that I wanted you to be in my circle because you're just, you just don't care. You're just doing all this stuff and it's like you'll do it publicly too. And like that's so brave and so bold, like to just be trying all these things and just doing it with, an audience of people and it's like very impressive it's very cool thanks man i mean you're definitely in my circle i was telling brooke the other day how i'll be very upset if you don't attend my wedding but um perfect perfect (laughs) so (laughs) the thing with that is i think you kind of hit the nail on the head which is i don't really care it's like i like i do what i don't i don't care in the sense that i'm gonna do what i want to do and if I look like a jackass doing it, then so be it. Like, it's fine. Like, I, I live in the mountains. Like, who's going to make fun of me? The fox on my street? Like, it's fine. <laughs> but I do care about what I do, though. So I care about putting out quality content. Yeah. I, I care about, you know, putting the best gluten-free foods that I can in my body. You know, I care about making sure that, you know, Dave is having foods that are okay with his health issues. Like, 
I care and then I don't because if anyone has anything to say about my brand or how I'm approaching anything, I don't really care what they have to say. I mean, obviously the support is the coolest thing on earth and, you know, to have people in my DM saying, you know, hey, like I found this restaurant because of you or hey, you know, I ordered this because you posted about this brand is like the sweetest thing and it makes my heart warm. But, you know, the people in my Twitter mentions who are like, you're not really gluten free. It's like you could (laughs) shut up. Like, I don't really care. That's so awesome. That was something I said, though, in one of our earlier episodes. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a hater on those that, that pretend that they're gluten-free, you know? Um, but I just want to say, like, I do think you're amazing, and, like, I love having you as a friend, and you've been so supportive of me and Carly on our podcast journey, and, like, yeah. you know, you've done so much, and that's inspiring in itself, and it shows that really, you know, it makes us feel like we can do something, too. Um, but before we wrap up um, – I do have a couple questions that I want to ask you, um, but there is there anything else you want to say about the gluten-free babe or anything? No. So, I mean, you just made me almost cry a little bit with that. That was very <laughs> nice of you. I mean, obviously, having both of you in my life is such a blessing, and I think that you guys are the sweetest people. I mean, Carly literally took care of me when I was so drunk I couldn't stand up. So <laughs> let, us, let us never forget that time. So, I mean, I have all the love for you, Sam, and I'm so proud of what you guys are doing. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that I have to say to anyone who is listening is, you know, if you're waiting for that sign to do something, like, hi, I'm your sign, and I'm telling you to go do it. Like, just just go do it. Just like tomorrow, like just take the smallest step. You know, if you want to, you know, get into cooking, like take the smallest step, go look at knives tomorrow or go buy a cutting board. Or, you know, if you want to start running, like go buy a new pair of shoes or, you know, take a small walk or whatever, you know, this is me, the universe telling you to do the thing. (laughs) I love love you so much. But okay, let me (laughs) let me ask you these questions. Okay, so if you were to go on a gluten free cooking or baking show, what's your go to recipe? Oh, my go-to recipe. It's going to be gluten-free chicken milanese with an arugula Ooh. salad. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Um, what gluten food or snack do you miss the most? Oh, uh, that's easy bread. <laughs> Just bread toast? Like, <laughs> no. Like, I no, I want, I want a good French bread from a real bakery mm. or a croissant, either one. Croissant? I have those every morning. Sorry. Uh, cool. Enjoy them. <laughs> okay. Um, what are your – give me – five staple makeup products okay i'm gonna like look over my shoulder um the dr jar what is this uh sia pear cream the tiger grass correcting color treatment because i'm very warm and red um i'm gonna rock the boat with this one the kylie moisturizer whoa oh controversial very unexpected Um, the color pop go coconuts palette Mm, amazing uh, amazing we love that the makeup revolution hydrating concealer for sure and the tatcha dewy setting spray it's expensive but it's worth the money i think that was five i don't yeah. really know how no, to count. yeah that's five awesome um Oh, I'm so surprised the Kylie moisturizer. Oh man, let me tell you something. It is, it's pretty good. Like I really, everyone's always like, I really hate it, but like for the amount you're getting and like how it works, I like it. Mm. That's that's okay. All right. Um, if you could do makeup for any person in the world, who would it be? Oh man, man or woman, obviously, because we accept men in the beauty. Yes, life. correct. It's 2019, and we can't assume any. It's 2020. Sorry, ah, <laughs> crap. Sorry, guys. I'm so used to making that it's 2019 joke that you it just what? isn't my body. Uh, you okay. accepted it in 2019, so you're you're still right. I'm. I mean, I'm gonna also rock the boat with this one. I would give probably my left foot to give Tana Mojo's to like do makeup on Tana Mojo. Really? Why? I think she is so interesting and she's yeah. such a mess and I love her so much. And I feel like she's just going through so much right now. And I just want to like give her a little hug and like oh, tell yeah. her to put on a shirt and like Aww. love her <laughs> and give her like a sick beat, you know, but her makeup artist no is really good. So. She's just living her life. She's doing so well, but that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I'd want an entertaining person, so definitely her. YouTube video, like, my makeup artist is crazy. Yeah, like the the clout that you would get off that. That's true. She'd make some kind of wild YouTube video about you, about like nothing that ever happened. I'm sure. I think we should make it, that we're putting it out into the universe. Maybe it will happen. (laughs) I only want it. I only want it to happen if she does a story time afterwards and she's like, story time. My makeup artist was gluten-free and I'm offended. Like, that's all yeah. I want. <laughs> or like, yeah, something wild like that. Like, I'll only do it if it's controversial. 
Exactly. Okay. All right. Love that. All right. Last question. Um, Not even really a question, but tell us three things that you love about yourself. About me? Yeah. Well, I do think that I do use humor as a a coping mechanism, but either way, I think that I'm hilarious and I love that. You are. Um, So the second thing I think, and this is like the smallest thing on earth, but like I love that I drink water without anyone having to tell me to. I know it's such a grown up thing. It's very trivial, but like I am an adult like see me I am adulting and then the third thing is like a little more serious and I kind of feel weird like humble bragging about this but I do love that I am a community activist so I do spend a lot of time doing work for our veterans and for our military and for our homeless in our community and that's something that I do think is is nice of uh me to have in my life that is that's awesome and that's not I mean a lot of us honestly don't take the time out to give back to our community so that's yeah that really is a great thing that you do and thank you for doing that I love that. of course and if anyone ever you know wants to start or anything like that they can always contact me on Instagram or on Twitter and on anything and we can always get them started yeah, tell us tell us where to contact you give us your handles I was gonna say you yeah. just you rolled right into that like a pro thank you very <laughs> much not my first podcast so um on Instagram I am at the gluten-free babe on Twitter, I am at Nicole M. Piggott, P-I-G-O-T-T. Um, Twitter's a little bit of a hot mess, um, but, you know, it's my raw thoughts. Um, Facebook, I do have a Facebook page for the Gluten-Free Babe. It's just the Gluten-Free Babe, um, and that's uh, that's pretty much it. That's where you can find the – oh, and I'm on, I'm on the TikTok machine. Are the you? TikTok? I'm on the TikTok. It, um, I am too, actually. I don't know if I have a profile yet, though. I just like download the app and I'm on it, but I don't know if I'm like on it. On I it. am also at the gluten free babe on the TikTok where I once called myself a boomer millennial. A boomer millennial? Correct. Okay. Boom. It's a millennial. And then another video where I made checks mix. So Ooh. that's cute. Yeah. I, I'm going to follow you on TikTok now. Though. Wow. Well, if I, if I know that I have a an account thank you very much yeah thank you so much nicole for coming on and being our first guest um i love you so much i hope everyone follows you at the gluten-free babe once again oh thank Um, you for having me this was like the most fun ever this like brightened up my day and obviously i love the both of you and i love what you're doing and i think it's really important that everyone should love themselves (gasps) okay bye I love you. you. Thank you guys. I just want to let you know that that I also got a stress ball for Christmas and I'm looking at it and it's an avocado and it says, don't give a guac. (gasps) Love that. You should have told us. Oh, I'm keeping that in. Okay. That's fair. Just me. Me. Random facts. Okay. Go. All right. All right. Bye. 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 gmail.com um thank you to everyone who's been listening also if you're on we are on itunes and spotify and if you could rate review subscribe write us reviews on itunes that'd be really cool um yeah thanks